0: It is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023, the last day of the month. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. I love Tuesdays because I go like a full full four days without seeing that handsome face of yours. How you doing, friend?
1: I'm doing very well. We have so much to talk Mm -hmm. about today. Baseball Mm -hmm. has been giving us
0: great storylines
1: all off season long and has not stopped through spring training. So I echo your sentiment. I miss your face. I'm happy to see you. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I'm feeling good and ready to roll a lot going on in the Rose schedule that I'm sure we'll touch on at some point, maybe on the amp portion. And if you want to join us every day on amp, just download it on your iPhone and be part of our community. Ask questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want about the baseball world. Uh, No concerns out in San Diego, where the Padres are making it official on Tuesday, extending Manny Machado for another 11 years and $350 Thus, he will not be opting out at the end of the season. Now, since February of 2021, they have dished out more than $1.1 billion to the following players. Machado, Bogarts, Tatis Jr. Darvish and Musgrove as exciting as this all is does it financially make sense for this franchise
1: obviously it does look none of these dudes that own these teams Chris are bad businessmen okay like they're good businessmen that's how they got to own the teams you always say that on this show so I think what's happening here is our guy Peter Sider and I said this I said this before. I said, Steve Cohen came in and made a big splash, but everyone knew that was going to happen. Peter they're doing it in, you know, one of the smaller media markets. I understand there's some different circumstances. You know, San Diego's only major sports team is the Padres right now. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of got that working for him. He's coming in and just created waves. He's shown that, you know, most of these guys can spend like this. They just choose not to, you know. When you're an owner, like there are times where you can go ahead and say, let's take our our record revenue profits uh, year over year. Or you're a guy like Peter Seidler and says, let's reinvest in the team and try something different here and go win a World Series. Because I believe this is, you know, I'm talking as Peter Seidler. That would be nice if I was Peter Seidler. I believe that's going to, you know, create more revenue and, you know, have this franchise lifted from, I don't know, like. Middle tier franchise to a top-tier franchise. We've seen this that happened with the Golden State Warriors, too. They were just kind of like a whatever True. franchise, then all of a sudden Steph Curry comes, they add pieces around him, and now they're one of the premier franchises in all, ba- in all of basketball. So kind of the same thing happening here. I know the draft picks don't really uh get to the big leagues and help as quickly, but they went out and got Machado. They went out and got Hosmer originally. They just went out and got these players via free agency. Mm-hmm. So they went out and took what was in front of them, and have created somewhat of a monster down there in San Diego. So is it sustainable? It sure it seems like it is, because guess what? Juan Soto and Shohei Otani are next for these dudes. Watch yeah, out Yeah, that's for them. the thing. It, it's crazy, man.
0: So they are going to be paying several guys into their 40s, right? Machado, Bogarts, Darvish with that six-year extension. A couple of things I took away from Dennis Lynn's article, and he's the outstanding uh, beat writer for the, for the Padres in The Athletic. Machado is saying that he can't wait, wait to wear a Padres hat into the Hall of Fame. I love that because we did talk about that when Machado was either going to opt out or possibly get extended that he's going to have a real shot at 3,000 hits and some gaudy numbers. The other thing is that Dennis Lynn reported that it wasn't unanimous in the front office to pay Machado. And extend him. That means there is pushback to Peter Seidler. Now, ultimately, he makes the biggest financial. He has the biggest financial pull, right? The thing about Seidler that some people don't know. He is a two-time cancer survivor. He deals with diabetes. So I don't want to make this over dramatic, But he has dealt with much bigger things than extending a guy 11 years. He wants his legacy to be something. To be substantial. And he has... He's possibly stared death in the face. I I don't know where he was in his cancer treatments, but whenever you hear the C word, you're going to occasionally think the worst. So he probably is saying, hey, listen, I've dealt with a tough thing here. This isn't anything. I want to make people happy. So who cares if it's a few bucks? I don't have to report to the Rockies owner who's going to criticize me. I don't have to look the rest of those 29 owners in the face and explain myself because I want to run my franchise the way I want to run it. Cool.
1: Don't look him in the face. Go look in the mirror. That's what I would say. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Re- really what he's I, doing I totally is do. it's, it's, it's going to be a fascinating case study, I guess, because. Yes, it will be. They need to win a world. Now I'm like rooting for the San Diego Padres to win a World Series now because if they Same do too. that, and I understand like this is not – not a lot of teams have. I guess they do all have these options, but they the Padres have pounced on these really, really good free agents. They've just pounced on them. Okay, when other teams have been in on them, the Padres have come in and just overwhelmed the free agents to come there. So, like, do you, do you still have to develop players and draft correctly? Sure, but like, if that's like not in the you know um, pipeline for you and your organization, like you can still go out and get really good players. You just got to spend a little bit more.
0: Well, and let's remember, they offered 400 million reportedly to judge 340 (laughs) plus million to Trey Turner. The two, there's two guys that said no to their money, but it's really fascinating. Um, real quickly, do they still need pitching? In my opinion, yes. Uh, might this mean that they let certain guys go like Jake Cronenworth? Yes, but that's okay. We'll, we'll see how it works out. You, you said it's going to be a remarkable case study. So while Machado planned on opting out. And that didn't come to fruition. Nolan Arenado, you might remember, at the end of last season, passed on opting out and decided to stay in St. Louis another five years on 144 mil. He was asked about that this week. I wouldn't say regrets. I mean, I think,
1: um, you know, I I love being here. I was I came here. I got traded here. I wanted to stay here. You know, um, I think uh, I know the whole situation kind of makes me look kind of bad, but. You know, at the end of the day, Manny deserves it. He's a great player, and he deserves to get paid a lot of money. And uh, I
0: love being here, and I make more than enough money, more than I deserve, so I'll be all right. <laughs> I, the, the uncomfortable chuckle at the end. It was like, <laughs> hey, I make more than enough money. <laughs> but damn it, I could have opted. <laughs> I could have opted. <laughs> I'm not laughing at his situation. I was laughing at the chuckle at the end. What's your take on this whole thing with Arenado?
1: Well, first of all, he seems just like the best guy, and and yeah, he's already made one hundred and sixty-six million dollars. He's got another one hundred and forty-four coming to him. So like, he is doing fine. He's gonna make over three hundred million dollars in his career now. When you, but you mention this all the time on the show too. I keep saying that, but when guys start seeing guys across around the league making more than them, a la Ronald Acuna Jr. or whatever, like it does it does hit home a little bit and all these guys getting paid into their forties. That's something that even as far back as, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, we really wouldn't have imagined. Now the market's changed. Things have changed. Ownership's uh, view has changed on that. And yeah, if he would have opted out, he probably would have got paid into his forties. I think that the Cardinals still could entertain something like this. They obviously don't have to, they have them locked up through 2027, but if you look at the numbers he's making 35 million this year 35 million the next year then it goes 32 27 and 15. so it starts to mm. decline a little bit if they wanted to extend him for a couple more years you could just kind of like inflate those uh maybe take some money off of the next couple years put them down into the 26 27 years and add on a right. couple like 60 to 90 million dollars like I don't know it's if they're going too to do early that. in they the day for all that. of this
0: math stop it you're making you my know what head I'm saying? Hurt. What's your point? It could, it could
1: happen. That nothing's gonna happen. And Arenado, he probably did mess up, not opting out, but again, I think he's comfortable enough where it's gonna sting for a little bit, but he'll go drive one of his several nice cars and stay at one of his several nice houses and be okay.
0: Right. Now, this is this is monopoly money, we're all talking about anyway, because the fact that he's gonna earn $310 million playing baseball is awesome. I'm so happy for him. It's like, whoa. Um Couple of things. I would call the Colorado Rockies and see if they could extend him. Stop. I almost, I almost did that joke too. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, it's just too low hanging fruit not to, not to take. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be curious. I don't think the Cardinals will do it. I just don't. It's not the Cardinal way.
1: No, they don't you have know. to at all.
0: By the way, how good do the deals that Arenado and Goldschmidt have now with the team? Goldie's the one that fucked up here financially. And I don't know what to make of it. Listen, it's Can I ask you a, a question? Fine. I do, I do imagine that here's the thing that people don't think about. If the uh if that was strictly Arnado's decision, then he's going to be kicking himself a little bit. Yes, he will be. Let's just be honest. If, if you could have made an extra nine figures, who doesn't want to take an extra nine figures? But if his representation said, hey, listen, I don't think the market's there for you right now, even though he came off a great year, just opt back in, then that's going to be a tough discussion. <laughs> that's going to be a tough one. You might want to <laughs> lower the percentage that you're charging your client on that one. Hey, instead of the 3%, we'll take 175. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I was looking to see just how close those two players were as far as numbers and like yeah. off the top of your head, who's the better player?
0: Well, I think that Arenado's defense would probably make him more valuable war-wise, but I I think that Machado had him beat last year because he was so proficient offensively. No, <laughs> Arenado's Arenado offensive
1: him. numbers are better. His defensive numbers are better. Arenado are had a really? seven point nine Baseball eight? Reference war last year. <sighs> Manny Machado with a six point eight. Um, these guys are both incredible players and they They both get paid a lot of money. Sometimes it's just the timing and a few decisions along the way, but I mean, one's going to make over half a billion dollars. The other one's going to make over 300 million. Like they're, they're compensated.
0: Yeah, they're good. Well, Manny can pick up the check when they're both on the national all-star team. Matt
1: Chapman, my guy is the biggest beneficiary of all of this because that free agent class after Otani
0: Next yeah, year, yeah, it's up for grabs who's going to be the second best. There's no question.
1: This one's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Let me ask you a question What's better than watching the NBA action, being a part of it, and you can tap into all the excitement with the click of a button? New customers can place a five dollar bet on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, They got these same game parlays going on right now. You go to the app, you opt in, place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. Go take Dame Lillard over and the Blazers to win. That's what I would do. That guy's on a tear right now. All you have to do is download the app now and sign up with code baseball today. New customers can place $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's only a DraftKings sportsbook with code baseball today. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: All right, unfortunately, uh, out in the NL West, the Dodgers, as of the taping of this show, still waiting an MRI result on their starting shortstop, Gavin Lux, who was injured, base running against the Padres on Monday and it does not look good non-contact drill um pray for the best and expect the worst here if he is out for an extended period of time how worried are you about LA's infield situation
1: well it makes their deal for our guy Miggy Rowe look a lot better Huge. Uh, because he's a guy you can actually just plug in there and not really worry about the situation Uh, is his bat going to be what they were expecting gavin lux's bat to be probably not but it's very serviceable and you get solid leadership and a veteran out there that can really pick it so i think like in the near term they're going to be okay it sucks for the franchise and obviously gavin because they were really banking on a a breakout year and like a lot of signs pointed towards it i i even thought it was going to happen for him too as long if he was going to get Playing time at one position really settled in that's kind of when guys his age go and his pedigree go so definitely tough to watch the video was really brutal, you know, I was looking at it see Rosie. Sometimes you get into spring training and, and you work out all off season you're in your just your trainers your shoes and you're running around and you, you try to put on spikes at, towards the end of the off season so you get your foot used to used to it. But when you get into games and the adrenaline takes over and you haven't really been on spikes that often on dirt, it just, your foot, your footwork isn't perfect yet. And that's kind of like what looks like happened to me where he just made a kind of one move trying to get out of the way of the ball, but like the feet weren't there yet. And the knee goes, and it's really tough. So uh, if, you know, for Gavin, it's, it's, it's going to be, Hopefully not too long of a road back, but he's going to have to do some rehab there. But like I said, Miggy Rowe should should slot in there and and really take things over.
0: Yeah, and, and that is the great thing when you trade for a gold glove caliber shortstop, a guy who arguably could have won the award instead of Dansby Swanson last season. Um, people will look at his barely above 600 OPS from a year ago and say, how the heck are we going to trot this guy out at shortstop every day? Listen, Miguel Rowe was banged up at the second half of last season. I'm not sitting here to make excuses, but I mean, he's not going to be mistaken for Trey Turner or even a Dansby Swanson or Carlos Correa, or, you know, or Corey I, We know who Miguel Rojas is. It also doesn't mean that they can't trade during the season at some point. Now, I will say this. I have more questions about the Dodgers heading into this season than I have in the last seven or eight years, right? I'll put Mookie and Freddie Freeman uh, and Max Muncy and Will Smith into that category, but there's a lot of guys coming back from injury in the starting rotation, for example. Uh, Chris Taylor, is he a guy they want to put at shortstop? They need more production out of him. I mean, what was he, a 0.5 war player last year? He wasn't good in the first year of that contract extension. Vargas is a young guy. What is he going to give you in the infield? J.D. Martinez, is he more the guy that we saw make the all-star team in the first half of last year with Boston, or the guy who slumped the second half of last season, and now he's got to replace Justin Turner's bat in that lineup? There's more questions about the Dodgers, and here's just another major one they have to jump over, no pun intended.
1: Yeah, their depth is going to be tested. You know, in years past, they've Tested it and it's come out and passed with flying colors. So hopefully that happens again yes. for them because you don't want you don't want them to. I don't know. They're such a good organization that I find myself rooting for them as well.
0: Yeah, they've built it the right way. They spend on big leaguers and they de- draft and develop. Like, what more do you want? Um, I've been
1: watching some Dustin May videos. He looks freaking nasty, I
0: know. bro. I know. By the way, how many teams could be, let's say? 12 to 15 games worse and still have maybe the best record in the league. (laughs) It's true. Isn't that crazy?
1: 111 games last year they won.
0: Unreal. All right, pitch clock, the big discussion. We got a healthy dose over it over the weekend. We had the Red Sox-Braves game end when the batter wasn't looking up at the pitcher in time. And then yesterday in a Diamondbacks game, Tori Lavello actually has the headset on. He's doing the uh, booth interview. And this happens. Now we have an automatic. It's a one-in-one one count. Yeah, Doug Edding's telling us we've had multiple violations, both by the hitter, Brennan Davis, and the pitcher, Joe Mantiply. So we'll start with a count of a ball and a strike. Now, we know that they were going to be especially tight and stringent in calling this during spring training. because the league wants to point out to the players and to the coaches and to the manager, everything that could go wrong. So there are no surprises when the ball drops for real, but do you have any words of advice right now for the league through a few days of watching this?
1: Don't make me look bad. How about that? Because I've been been saying this pitch clock is going to be good and I kind of like it, but when I see things like that, starting off on a one, one count, you know, it looks a little silly. Now I agree with you. I think that we're just ironing things out and we'll, we will make some tweaks and adjustments to this thing as we go forward. And, and ultimately I believe it will be better for the game and the pace of play. And, and I don't know if you watched a lot of baseball this weekend or any of it, but it, it felt good to me to have that quick pace. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, and I sent texts out to guys and and most guys are it's just saying it's an adjustment period, but they do like what's going to happen. So I, we'll get it figured out. What What I want to, my advice would be it's a pitch clock. And then a hitter's clock. So, let's have the pitchers be on the clock. And if at eight seconds the batter is not ready to go, like let him throw the pitch. Like I don't think well, that's the batter what should have, said exactly. I don't think the batter should have anything to do with the pitch clock. If he's not in the box, pitchers let the pitcher throw. And now that you know, you can raise safety concerns about that. That's kind of what some of the guys told me. Like the reason why MLB didn't want to do that. But dude, you're a big league hitter. You understand what's coming. Like let the pitcher. Have the pitch clock. The hitter should not be part of. It. Then you avoid the one-one counts. You avoid the automatic strike, you know, to end the game. Like the pitcher still has to throw the pitch. And now, if the pitcher is not ready, that's a different story. Then call a ball. It's a pitch clock, not a hitter's clock. That's kind of where I'm at with it now. Like that's let's figure some things like that, like that out so we iron out some of these kinks.
0: So I love the idea of the pitch clock. I do. I I love the pace. It does feel a little bit quick to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the importance when you have new rules put in is that they shouldn't be ironclad. You have to move them so that they get just right. I think the idea of the pitch clock is phenomenal. Could I see it somewhere down the road being an extra three seconds? Yeah, I could. I, I really could. And I, I just feel like right now, maybe because it's so new, that the pace feels a little quick. Did it feel a little quick to you, too?
1: I think so. I think that's just us getting used to it, though. Because Partially. what I always go back to is people who go to minor league baseball games last year are always in my comments saying, like, if you went to a minor league baseball game last year, you understand what's going to happen. Like It seems quick at first, and by mm-hmm. the end of it, you love it. And you don't even notice it. And the infractions are basically null. So like that's what we're going to get to at the major league level. We just have have to be patient. It's only been like three right. days, people.
0: No, absolutely. But, you know, this is our first dose of it for most of us. Yeah, uh, it's shocking a I'm, little bit. It is a little shocking. There's no question. A little shock to the system. With the Red Sox Braves, I did tweet out. I said, I said, I wonder, I I think I said something to the degree of, I love most of the rules changes, almost all of them. I'm wondering if we need a little feel, is is what I said about it. Because, Part of the beauty of this sport is when the bases are loaded in the ninth inning and that drama. Now people say, well, hold on. It's a stupid rule if you can't apply it in the ninth inning the way you do in the first inning. I don't, I don't agree with that. For example, the NFL, you have coaches' challenges until when? The most important times in the games. The last two minutes of the first half and the last two minutes, it has to be a booth review because they're saying, we don't care how long it takes. We need to make sure we get this right and that at the end of the day, we're talking about the right things. NBA, league gets called in different ways in different times. It just does. You can agree or disagree with it, like it or not like it, but those are the facts. And I do think that at some point, we have to think, ninth inning, bases loaded, tie game. Do we need to be watching the clock as much? I'm just saying it it's stuff we have to consider or we're we're doing this to disservice.
1: Are you talking common sense, Chris? Is that what you're talking?
0: I'm talking best we product for baseball. <laughs> no, I and agree. I, I mean I love that 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 we've done this because it is so opposite of what baseball has been about over the last 50 years.
1: I know. I mean, this is it's it's caused a lot of emotion in people. I uh, one of our comments on one of our videos was that we were corporate bootlickers. And I was what? like, are you are you new here? Like
0: we have been how very, the hell it, what is that what does that
1: mean? That means like we're we're carrying uh, Rob Manfred's water. But like I mean, like I said, if you've ever listened to our show, we've been pretty hypercritical about things he's done. But like I'm not gonna no. stand up here if I agree with something, I'm not gonna sit here and just be mad at Rob Manfred for no reason. Like, I think this is going to be good. We just have to give it some time. And you're right, like, yeah. I don't know whether we have to have in writing, ninth inning, two out. Like, I don't know if that's right. possible to cover all the scenarios. So it has to be some sort of feel. And then you're handing that over to the umpires. And fuck, man, I don't know if we can do that to all of them. Some of them can have that feel. Sure. It almost seems to me like we need to like a producer type. And who's like waves of mm-hmm. flag saying, hey, fucking time pitch clock is off, bro. Like, this is the dramatic yep. part of the game. Pitch clock off. I don't know how you do it, but it will get figured out. I know it will, man.
0: Let's hire the script writer for the NFL season to also Boom. write the script for the baseball season. Boom. Okay. Good. And you know what? some of my then, scripts. You can just, then you can just bitch to that person all day long. All right. Uh college softball game between Bradley and Gardner Webb. Two parrots made their way onto the field with one landing on the home plate umpire who acted like he was a zookeeper out there. He didn't even budge. He's like, yeah, he almost put his mask on, had some fun with it. Would you have been as calm as my man back there?
1: I don't I don't know. I feel like at at, at the point where this parrot lands on his shoulder, you kind of have two choices. One, you kind of try to get him off you and you act like kind of a wuss, or you stand there and try to act like a macho man. I think this guy was like, I got to go with the macho man. He tried to put the mask on. Like, hey, let's start the game. Nice joke, right there. I would have done the same thing. I, I, personally, Chris, I would have ran away. Not a big fan of birds. <laughs> yes. When when crows come in my yard, I, I have a BB gun that I shoot like in the air so they go away. Like, I don't like birds around. Oh. Me, I, I'm just not a bird fan. I think they're disgusting. Not, People say not. like dinosaurs are birds now, so like think about that for a little bit. Like, what could they do to you, really? And I want to say this. Those parrots. I used to be a pool man with my dad back in the day, so I got to go in a lot of backyards, yeah. see a lot of trees. There's parrots in the valley, man, or parakeets. Big flocks of them. If you if you pay attention a little bit, you'll see massive flocks of parakeets really? flying around the valley and eucalyptus trees. I'd like to stay.
0: Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Know. Well, so first of all, you're not a you're not an animal lover at all.
1: I do, I mean, I like animals, but
0: no, you don't. You don't Why like do you dogs. That?
1: I do. because because You don't, don't, like, don't dogs. like dogs
0: because I don't have to have a dog.
1: I'm you don't dog have a dog. sitting. I'm dog sitting as we speak right now.
0: But that's like, so what? That's like being an uncle or an aunt. You can return the kids when you're done. With I, it.
1: Okay. I want to just, I'll let you f- get your point off. But I want to let people know. I do love dogs. I'm scarred by all the dogs I've had to put down in my life. I just can't do it again. Oh, it hurts.
0: Okay. That, uh, that I, understand. I appreciate that. I, I'm sorry about that. That was insensitive of me. Thank you. Sorry. I'm serious. I I hate now. You go know. ahead. I, well, now I'm all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I would have turned and ran too. remember a couple of years ago, James Paxton, when he was warming up, I think it was up in Minnesota and he got attacked by the bird that was coming in to do the pregame. You remember that? What? You don't remember? Oh yeah. James Paxton was warming up. I think.
1: Oh yeah. 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 The Eagle. He-
0: I think he was playing for Seattle or something like that. Yes, 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 and Yeah, the eagle came and just dropped right on him. Like, I would have curled up in the fetal position and screamed at the top of my lungs. Like, I pray that I never, like, run into a bear because I won't be able to stand still. It just, so, I thought that umpire did a hell of a job and deserves a raise. I don't know if the guy can call balls and strikes. But he can handle a... What parachute. if he
1: just grabbed that thing by its neck and just...
0: <laughs> what is the matter with you? I'm just saying. Here's, Here you go. Here's the James Paxton stuff. Dude,
1: that's... during the wild, National Anthem,
0: bro. I, oh, my God. Like,
1: right about there, when he puts his claws on your shoulder, you don't know where that beak's going to go. Yeah.
0: That's true. Oh, that that's sucker true. punch Paxton, that thing. Dude, Paxton's trying to get ready for a major league start. The Big Maple. Good old Canadian.
1: That was in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I told you that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm spacey today. Okay. That's okay. Dude, think right, about that. Uh, do you I just come-
1: watched Jurassic Park. I just watched Jurassic Park the other day. And like oh. they keep talking about how the dinosaurs turn into birds. And now like they're just living amongst yeah. us. And we think they're so cute. I don't know, man. These things could one day they could all just gang up and attack us all. And
0: what hey, you real do? quickly, Love what do you have them? coming up on? What do you have coming up on talking baseball? Quick.
1: TBPs, check them out. A lot of teams coming out. Cubs one just uh, dropped. It was pretty good.
0: Good. Joe Kelly, latest guest on the Rose Rotation. He has a new book out called A Damn Near Perfect Game. I got to tell you, it was way better than I anticipated. And he was an excellent guest. He has no filter. He has no shame. He has no apologies. Go listen to him. A lot of Astros fans getting in my comments yesterday. <laughs> oh, that was a fun place to be. All right. Um We are back at it again on Thursday. We will do this, I think, our regularly scheduled time. If you want to join us live on AMP at 1130 a.m. Eastern, 830 a.m. Pacific. We will, for producer Dan, sorry, I want to thank him so much. He Always does a great job. For Trevor Plouffe, who loves dogs, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on Baseball Today.